music is a realm, right, that people can operate in. This is a language that we are able to use to communicate with people without using words sometimes. You think about how different chords make people sad or different notes, you know what I mean, change this emotion to that emotion. And um, so I'm very, we are very fortunate, yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio. Hosts James Curtis talk to artists and industry insiders to discover the connection between music and faith. You can connect with the show at faithstrongtoday.com slash between the grooves or via Twitter at between grooves. Well, here we are, episode 222 of Between the Grooves, actually approaching five years of looking at music, ministry, and everything in between with today's top Christian artists. This is James Curtis. On today's show, she has a gospel hit on the charts, another crossover song just released, along with her new album entitled Clarity. But she's no stranger to Christian music. She was part of the family group Forever Jones. Today, a conversation with Doe Jones, who has branched out as a solo artist. We'll find out about that. That journey and what's ahead. Doe Jones on Between the Grooves. That's really funny. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Anyways, um, I guess first of all, I wanted to find out from you. You have a great musical background with your family, yeah. um, mm-hmm. Forever Jones. And the name Forever Jones kind of gives the impression that it's going to be around for a long time. Yep, that's right, because we're family. <laughs> well, and, and I knew that's what you were going to come back with. But yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess Forever Jones kind of wound things down about, what, 10 years ago now, I guess, after after you had some uh, nominations, you had some GMA nominations, um, as well as, uh, like for the Dove Awards, as well as a couple of Grammy noms. What happened? Well, we actually released another album after that. Um, and that got two Dove nominations. And then after that, uh, we were dropped and we just kept doing ministry together. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then was that, was it kind of the the intent for you to go solo anyways? Like, was that kind of the long-term goal of this whole thing? Oh, no, that was never the long-term goal. The, I mean, there was no long-term goal in us being a family band it was just like we're going to do this together and have fun right but i think everybody knew that i i probably would at some point do something as myself right right you know i, I gotta say uh, it's got to be quite fortunate for you to have grown up i mean obviously you're musical but to be growing up in a musical family that's got to be the best. I mean, uh, in my family, very musical as well. My dad was in a band way back when, and, and you know, we all could sing and, and harmonize and play instruments and stuff like that. So getting together for family reunions, it was awesome. There was always music happening. I guess that would have been similar for you as well. Yeah, you know, um, it, it was. It was a lot of fun. I mean, we it's still fun now because we're all very musical, and we just, you know... I mean, somebody has an instrument in their hand when we're all together. And right. Somebody's yeah. over on a computer producing a song or writing a song. And, um, yeah. It's funny. So. At Christmas time for, for us, uh, both my brothers, I, I picked up the guitar way back when. In fact, I've got a guitar sitting at home that's just gathering dust. But yeah. both my brothers play guitar. So uh, it will happen at Christmas or anytime we're together. 
someone will find a guitar and we're just having a conversation and you just hear kind of this strumming in the background. They're not necessarily oh, yes. playing a song. They're just kind of strumming and it's just, it's it's natural. It's expected, you know? Yes, yes. Tis the world of a musical family. <laughs> yeah. What kind of instruments would be at a reunion or get together family function for you guys? Um, just always a piano and a guitar and a Bluetooth speaker somewhere. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And do you guys actually think, oh, you know, that's that's kind of cool. Let's let's write a song, or, or um, you know, you have this idea for for a song or for a melody. Does that ever happen? Oh, we're always writing together. My brother called me um, yesterday, and I I was exhausted, so he I I wasn't able to write this bridge with him. But he was like, I need you to hear this song. And here's what I'm working with. And he, and I was like, man, let me call you and I'm wide away. Right. And that's just like, that's the nature of our lives together. Yeah. That is so cool. I, I feel yeah. so sorry for people that don't have that luxury. I was thinking that the other day. I was like, I don't know how, I mean, our world is so colorful because we're all so musical. And we under, and, and the other thing is music is a realm, right? That, that people can operate in. It's like, there are people that can't hear the difference between two notes. So this is a language that we are we are able to use to communicate with people without using words sometimes. You think about how different chords make people sad or different notes. You know what I mean? Change this emotion to that emotion. And um, so I'm very, we are very fortunate. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. I, I can recall even uh, I used to lead worship in church way back when. Um, don't do much of that anymore. But uh, yeah. I, it was funny because I'm, I'm, I'm a harmonizer. Like I was in the choir in school and everything else. Okay. And I ended up being in the choir, the boys choir, the boys triple yeah. trio and that sort of thing. Yeah. And so uh, when I started to lead worship, it was really yeah. difficult for me because you're now singing the lead. You're not harmonizing. So right. and I and I've told this story before on the show where um, uh, what would end up happening is is I used to do sound as well to do the audio and so I would develop a hand signal uh, with the sound guy and he would cut my mic and I would give him instructions and he would just be listening in the headphones and you know I'd be telling him what I'm about to do or whatever and then I'd yeah. also and then I'd also have sign language with the the backup singers where you know I'd start to lead the song and I'm just you know, singing the first couple of words or whatever. And then I'd point to one of the backup singers and that meant they're singing the lead because I'm jumping to harmony. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's so much more fun doing the harmony. I don't know. I just, uh, just harmonies are fun. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, do you, do you have your siblings uh, singing with you once in a while? Um, I do actually, my sister will travel with me from time to time and, I always forget to tell her because I just know she can do it and that she'll say yes. So I'll tell the team, yeah, set up an extra mic and ears for because my sister's singing. Right. And then we'll get to the the event and I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, you're singing today. By the can way. These song- yeah, can you learn these songs real quick and sing, <laughs> and sing alto? <laughs> that is so nice. But that wouldn't be a big deal. If you're coming from a musical family, you've got the ear already. That would just be all for natural sure. for her and natural for you. And it wouldn't be a yeah. you know, it wouldn't be like a stress moment or anything like that. Although no. I will say I used to sing with a buddy of mine and we used to sing together and uh, he uh, would write the music and he would sing lead and I would learn the music and sing harmony with him. And yeah. the problem was is he always forgot the lyrics and he'd start making stuff up. 
during a performance he'd start making up the lyrics it's like well how am i supposed to how am i supposed to work with that you know listen i had one moment in church where they got happy with the smoke machine oh yeah and it was covering up the lyrics so i just made up a verse i was like you know what this song is new to the congregation anyway most of them won't even know that i made this up right right nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that yeah (laughs) Now, have you ever had a situation, I mean, the smoke machine is one thing, but have you ever had a scenario where just everything's shut down, where uh, whether it's tracks or, or, you know, your ears aren't working or whatever, has that happened where yeah. you just kind of go, okay, I guess we're going acoustic? Yeah, I um, actually, so the weekend in February is actually the weekend that Kobe Bryant passed. I was in LA singing at this church and um, I lost my voice in the first two services and I get there and all of a sudden the electricity goes out and I had to sing with an acoustic guitar and project as best I could, you know, and it was still a very powerful service actually. But um, yeah, that was a crazy day. You know, you bring up a point about uh, losing your voice. That's happened to me. And that's the reason why I really, you know, my mom was bothering me about a week or so ago. She said, you know, James, you really should sing again. You should really, you know, s- sing. And that's fine. Like, I, I enjoy it. I really do. But my problem is, is because I like singing harmony, because I like belting it out, I lose my voice. Yeah. Right? On, yeah. So if I'm involved in a Sunday morning <clears throat> service, my voice right. is shot for the rest of the day. Well, I talk for a living. Yeah, right. Sure. So I can't be Absolutely. showing up and doing the morning show on the radio with this voice of laryngitis. Well, I had a great time in church. <laughs> right. You know, I've had to learn to hold back because um, I go to churches and we do like two to three services. Right. So I've found myself saying like, you know, there there are ways that you can get to where you're wanting to go, just even in the service and in that those pressing moments where you really want to hit a note. There are ways to kind of pull back and just listen to your voice and know because we growing up in church, you think, oh, yeah, we had a great service. I lost my voice. And that's actually not healthy. I know. You know? I know. It's like not great. Right. Well, and I like <laughs> so, to sing. I like to sing tenor. Well, for a okay. guy, when you're singing tenor, you're you're very often just belting it out. And that yeah, that's my yeah. problem. I can sing alto and save my voice. But, man, I love the okay. tenor part. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know? <laughs> I get you. I get so, you. So, so it's just one of these things. So you just kind of have to decide. I guess if I had some time off or whatever, I could probably just belt it out for a bit there too, right? So yeah, for sure. So um, I got to ask you about. Uh, I mean, obviously, the last couple of years, some interesting developments. Um, um, pandemic, namely. <laughs> yeah. How sure. has how has the pandemic affected you? I know with a lot of artists, there's been canceled tours, but it's allowed you know, uh, a lot more collaborations. It's allowed for more time to connect with fans on social media. What have you done? What's, what's, how, how have things changed for you? Well, um, for me actually in 2020, because I'm a worship leader, um, churches still needed us to come and film virtual worship services. Mm -hmm. And up to that point, I hadn't, I mean, I traveled, but I traveled way more in 2020 than I ever had up to that point because it was just like, they were like, Hey, can you come do record five services this weekend? And, and they would just spread it out. The recordings out for the next couple of months, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was still, I was still doing that. It probably slowed down a little bit. 
Um, and then I moved back to Shreveport to be with my family during that time because we just didn't know what the world was going to look like, you know. Yeah, we still don't. But, um, yeah. yeah, still. Yeah. But but that was like, a, you know, there, nothing was moving and it was like, you know what I mean? Nothing has ever been the same since. So I just I surround myself with family and um, and then I moved to Nashville in December of 2020 and um, which I later realized was a bad idea. <laughs> it was just a hard time to move to any city, really. Yeah. But um, yeah, <clears throat> you know, I just think it's just I take the necessary precautions when I travel. I follow the rules. You know, um, it's all about other people's safety. I, I take tests when I need to. If I even feel an inch of a scratch in my throat, I tell somebody like, hey, I think I might need to <laughs> test, you know, just doing all I can as someone who travels still to make sure that I'm keeping everybody safe. Are you primarily doing um, worship times or are you doing any concerts? Um, so I went on tour uh, in October and I more and more I do artist stuff, but for the most part, I mean, I've been doing 90% of like churches and women's conferences and things like that. And, um, and as the, my music has come out as an artist for a career, it's, um, you know, opened other doors to do actual like artistry events, which is this other side of me that I get to kind of discover and, um, and work with. It's, it's been really interesting. Have you had any cancellations due to, you know, sickness, not for yourself necessarily, but events getting canceled because there, you know, there's been some COVID cases and they're concerned. And so they cancel things. There, I'm sure there has been a couple, but I can't remember any right now. I know that there was a, a live recording that they were trying to make work recently. And I just think that everybody is trying to figure it out. And um, I, I here's what I'll say. This is what's crazy. People plan things way less in advance nowadays because of yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, that is so true. They, yeah, they do not plan a year out. I mean, some people do, but they do not plan a year out because they're like, we don't know what that could look like. Let's plan two weeks out. Um, so that can make it hard for me because I'm usually booked out two months and then the third month kind of follows suit and, and is booked up the closer I get. Um, so a lot of these churches that I used to go sing at a lot, I can't because they're, you know, they'll be a week out and be like, hey, is Doe available for this? And I'm like... I'm, you know, I'm, I've already got something scheduled. So that's been a different change. I think you, for artists, they would really need to rely on, on faith more oh, than anything else, because that's what's happening where if you don't know what's happening beyond two weeks, you know, how yeah. do you support your family? How do you pay your bills and stuff? You don't sure. know what's coming and you don't know when the next lockdown is going to happen or, or the next some kind of restriction where it's like, oh, you had planned to do something. Oh, can't do it now. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that's why you see so many of the artists doing stuff online, doing some concerts where they can at least connect with people and have a virtual um Tip, tip box or something like that for people to donate and help them out a little bit because you know there's there's no other support usually for them so it's it's really really frustrating yeah, it is and i but i think too um for me i have to say that i i'm just really grateful because in that whole moment i was i was able to be a blessing to the church and the church was able to be a blessing to me and um, and I'm just like really thankful for that. And yes, you know, we've had to rely on faith 
but I think being that I was, for me, it was, it was a lot of ministry. I was kind of surrounded by that thought pattern, like no matter what happens with these dates and, you know, people will joke around and be like, you know, if you're in ministry, then you gotta have faith (laughs) (laughs) because as an artist, you know, you, you set your price and it's business and it's that, you know, but in ministry you consider so much and, and you honor the heart of God and you honor, you know, his people. And sometimes you go and you bless a house and you're like, I don't want, you know, they try to bless you and you're like, no, I feel like I'm supposed to sow this seed. So I kind of just grew up in that and around that, you know, Mm. um, I'm not saying it was easy for me to have faith because I know everybody's struggling, but just I've I've already had to be living with that mindset, you know, that God was going to provide. It's so it's so difficult because, um, you know, you've got bills to pay as well. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and, you know, you people are relying on you. Other people like for me, you know, I've I've got a wife, I've got two kids and, yeah. and they're relying on me to to pay the bills and make sure the right. the Internet still works because they need it for school or, right. or the, the heat is working so that they can right. not be frozen at night and, and food on the table and everything else. So, to, yeah. you know, for me, you know, getting a steady paycheck is kind of nice. But for for people in the music business and it's not just yeah. you, it's it's all the other people you know the Everybody. audio engineer the lighting guys yeah. and all those guys that have been impacted by it where uh, you know how do they manage i just right. i just feel so bad because this you know it's beyond our personal control for right. any of this stuff you know yeah you know i heard toby mac actually their tours got canceled and he decided he was still going to pay his musicians yeah i've heard of and, uh, i've heard of you doing things like that and, and mm-hmm. trying to help them out. And then you've also seen other artists where if they were in a band and a group where they just kind of said, okay, guys, we're just going to disband. And instead of being called the whatever, whatever, whatever band, it's just going to be a solo act now. And that makes it easier yeah. for the solo act to go and do shows, but yet bring the people they need and not have the full crew necessarily if they can't afford it. Yeah. And then the crew is out of work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's been crazy. But the one thing I have seen is I've seen people adjust. So honestly, if you think about it, the, the virtual events do require um, just as much almost just as much, um, you know, effort as uh, a live event, except that you probably don't um, need to bring in, I don't know, ushers or people that can help kind of facilitate an area for people to sit and experience a moment, but audio engineers are still needed for those, um, for those virtual events. And I mean, as I've seen as, and as I've traveled, I still see the the production team out there working hard, but it's been a major adjustment in how, yeah. and the people that thought, Oh, I'll just wait for things to get better. I think it was harder for them. Um, because it was really, it was literally, it was like, we're going to have to figure out how we're going to do life, how we're going to do ministry, how we're going to do artistry now. You talk about the technical side of things with, you know, the audio people and like a lot of people may not realize this, but you know, when you do a live show, the audio is different from a online experience or a recording. It's totally different audio, different mixes and everything else. Um, And so it's definitely an adjustment period for those audio guys, as talented as they may be. Absolutely. Right. But can I say it's also a really good experience for them? Because I don't think the online stuff's going away. I think that's just going to be an addition to uh, once everything is, you know, as far as 
the most normal we can get to in a year or two years or however long, I think that's just going to be a natural uh, outcome from all of this stuff anyways, where there's going to be this online element, which is which is great, too, I suppose. It's 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 pushed the envelope as far as technical expertise and and using the Internet to your abilities, to the best of your abilities and, and everything else. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It's been really cool. And, and you said it's it's going to stay here. I think you're absolutely right. We realize what we could do. And um, I think that it's added a stream of income. And I think we have to see it that way. Now, we can't just do live events. We've got to think about all of these other avenues that were created throughout this pandemic as well. Yeah. On a different note, um, you're getting a lot of uh, crossover exposure, both the gospel and the CCM world. Was that expected or was that just kind of just kind of happened? I think it was desired. Um, I try not to go into writing sessions thinking I'm going to write a song like this. Um, I try to write what's on my heart. Um, and with this particular song, So Good, the the other writer in the room was a CCM writer. Okay. So he just naturally brought that perspective. And, um, and I grew up in a very, very diverse world, you know, listening to everything. And um, so I'm able to adjust to that and express sometimes that way too, and it, and it be fully genuine. Um, and so, you know, so good was just, it, it just has that flair and it, and we're really grateful. I mean, that's more people that we can reach with our sound and our message. Yeah, for sure. I've noticed over the last couple of years too, that number one, more collaborations, but uh, more importantly, more crossovers where there's this crossover between gospel and CCM, but also country into CCM, uh, just the sound. Hey, yeah. Have you noticed that? I have noticed that. And I think I noticed it more and more when we went on these radio promo tours and they were telling us there's a lot of country. Yeah. Um, and I have to say that I love Kane the band. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I absolutely just love them. Yeah, I had them on um, last year, and, and they're a great, great family band. Well, there's another you. family band for you, right? Yeah, I know. I think I also feel connected to them because of that, too. Yeah. Um, but they're so sweet in person. And, and what's really crazy is we're, we're signed under the same label. And so the morning that I was fly, flew in and walked in and um, was walking in with Jonathan and some of the label people to, to have a conversation about this journey and signing with them, they were walking out of Provident and we met each other in the lobby and I talked to them and, and just got to hear their story and I followed them on social media. So I, we've literally kind of been, you know, connected since that moment. And it's been really cool to watch them grow. I've never really been a fan of country music and, uh, and you know, as as it happens, the first radio station I ever worked at was a country radio station. <laughs> but, oh, wow. <laughs> but but the country that we're hearing that this crossover country into Christian music, it's not really, I mean, it's it, there's no twang necessarily as as much right. as just the the rhythm. Country vibe. Yeah, the yeah. country vibe. And, and I don't mind that, right? And, yeah, and of course, yeah. then you've got better lyrics than, you know, my, my pickup truck broke down and my wife left me and I Absolutely. went drinking or whatever, right? So that says a lot. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think that's I think it's awesome to see a lot of this uh, this crossover stuff, and as well the gospel CCM. We did a survey at the radio station where we we're trying to find out are we meeting the needs of our audience, 
And we found now in Toronto, very much a multicultural city. There are a lot of gospel fans in Toronto. And so we're asking people their preference on the style of music within CCM. And there was a lot of gospel in there. We've started adding gospel music into our mix more than before because we recognize that there is a lot of this crossover stuff happening right now. And it sounds great. It really does. It doesn't clash with the rest of the mix. Yeah, I, you know, I have to say that. I'm very surprised by what you just said and excited um, because I love gospel. It's a part of who I am. And um, yeah, that's really cool that it's it's growing over there in Toronto and that people are becoming aware of the sound and, and loving it. Yeah. So uh, what is it like in the in one day in the life of Doe? What's what's it like for you? What is what does a typical day look like for you or is it always different? <laughs> A day in the life of Doe is different. Every day is different. And I love that because I'm wired for that. I'm wired for a new adventure every day. Um, you know, one one moment I might go sing, you know, like a couple weekends ago, I sang the national anthem at a Bulls game and I was like so nervous. And then, you know, the next weekend I was at a church, you know, and we were having a very powerful moment and just being enjoying the presence of God in a corporate setting, you know, and then another moment, um, I'm doing Tuesday travel tips and recording content and talking to people about what I've learned through traveling. And then, you know, another moment I might do an encouraging video or, or get on a live and talk to women about being single or what how are relationships and, and how to be just healthy and wholesome just as you are and that you're valuable. I mean, you just, it, it depends, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I try to live fully these days. I try to live fully in every moment and, um, you know, be do you, present. Do you have a boss that you get someone telling you what to do? I don't, you know, when I signed, I came with the ministry of worship and all of my connections and, and, and the doors that were opening for me in that world. Um, so the, all of the traveling and stuff, most of it, and more of it will be with the label and them telling me like, you know, we want you to go here and there. Right. Um, and that has started changing and which is awesome. Um, but for the most part, I, you know, I, I have someone that works for me and takes care of the bookings that come in through the email um, and she'll coordinate that and I'll show up. And I try to travel with someone who can help me make sure that, you know, I'm ready for things like this and other content I have to record. And, you know, so I, I, I like to look at it all as a partnership. Yeah. There's, there's no boss right. except for me. I'm the boss. <laughs> it's, it makes it a lot easier if you're traveling with somebody to handle oh, some of yeah. the admin stuff and, and some of the stuff. Yeah. Because, because if you get bogged down with that. Uh, it it kind of can take a focus and you bring that potentially to the stage with you as well. Oh, for sure. I mean, even something as simple as like I'm on interviews today. Right. And so I'm getting ready for the interview and then I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, like they got me a late checkout. I have to pack my bag so that as soon as this is over, I can head to the airport. Right. You know, my sister's here with me and she just, you know, she packed it for me. She took care of all the little things that maybe get strewn around the room when you're rushing to get into a service or go, you know, somewhere. And, and to me, just even those little things help. And that person knowing your schedule and making sure that you're taken care of and that you're resting. And, you know, yesterday I felt like I was going to fall over because I didn't realize how, you know, busy of a weekend I had. And it's just, 
it's that other level of covering really. Yeah. Cause you go through personal things on the road. You don't just travel and it's not this party and you get up on stage and it's just like, I'm so thankful, but you know, you have a personal life that you're walking through. And, and so I'm so thankful to have my sister. Not a lot of people get to have a sibling on the road. With right. Them. Does she help hide some of the negative stuff until after you're done on the stage? Um, I can't even think of, of negative things, but I mean, there, there have been moments where I was going through a tough time and I had a, another family member on the road with me and they were able to cover me and pray over me as I just wept on the floor. You know, it just was like, there's no getting around it. You got to walk through these things and you have to walk through them as you're on the road, pouring out and, and meeting people. And you need to see those people as they are and be able to be present in that moment. And so those if those would be called negative things yes they're it's it's really great to have people that you can trust in those moments yeah for me i i, I gotta try not to check my email before i go on air <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's like oh no now i'm thinking about that you know what i mean oh yeah i don't need to be thinking about that until i'm done and that's my problem is i'm always i'm always trying to think ahead right and so I, yeah. i'll check my email thinking what have i got for the rest of the day and it's just like oh no you know <laughs> And then I start dwelling on that and thinking about that and not concentrating on what I need to be concentrating on. So Yeah, for sure. But I'm sure everybody has, you know, situations like that in their jobs, whatever they're doing, whether it's ministry, artists, singer, songwriter, whatever, right? So Yeah, yeah. Uh your new album, Clarity. So uh congratulations. Um Thank you. This is this is the biggie for you. Um yeah. what uh, what's the expectation on this album? I know I'm a pastor's daughter. And I, my parents never put a performance mindset on me, but somewhere along the way, I developed this thing where I felt like I had to perform to get love just through life experiences. And I know that, and they're going to hear my journey of being set free from that. And I know that they're going to be set free or encouraged to find freedom in listening to my album. Um, and I'm so thankful for that. I think about songs like When I Pray that sets the person who doesn't know how to sound culturally religious when they talk to God and they're afraid that he won't hear them because of that. The person who uh, hears When I Pray and feels that way, they're going to be set free. They're going to realize God's waiting to hear from me. God's waiting to walk with me on my journey and he doesn't care about all of the stuff that I'm having to walk through right now. He doesn't want me to clean all of that up before I approach him. He's going to help me clean that up. And so I'm excited for songs like that. And then everybody asks me, like, what does so good mean to you? How does this fit? Honestly, so good is like the icing on the cake, because when you listen to my album, you hear my journey. And I realized that God didn't have to reveal all of these things to me that were hindering me in my life, in my relationships, but he did. He could have chosen to lead me that way. And I'm just so grateful. And so, you know, that's where those lyrics come from. I have an ocean of confidence surrounding me. A hope that gives me joy in my suffering, ever present help in the time of need. It's just like, he's so good. He's so faithful. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about the message of my album because I was honest uh, when I wrote this album, as I wrote it. If I can say, going back to when I pray, m- my prayer is I really hope I don't sound culturally religious. Right? I mean, and the thing is, you know, you read scripture and you realize 
God's going to hear the humble heart before he hears someone who patched up a, you know, who put this eloquent prayer together mm-hmm. and their and their hearts not positioned in the right place. Right. You know. So, yeah, I I agree. Well, we'll just leave that at that because <laughs> yeah, that could be a whole other conversation. But anyways, for sure, yeah, for sure. Well, that is it. That's all I've got. I know you've got another call, so thank you uh, once again, Doe, for uh, hanging with me. Thank you. It was a good talk. For sure. Take care. All right. Bye. 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 Hey, make sure you check out dojonesmusic.com to find the links to her music, events, and social media. Now, last year, one of our guests was Maddie Mullins, and he returns to offer some great artist advice this week. I would say don't forget what brought you here in the first place. You know, um, I have a lot of friends that, that play Christian music, and, and you can tell that that sometimes just the grind and the business aspect of it, the behind-the-scenes things... Um, can start to rob you of your passion if you're not careful. And I think that if we can bring ourselves back to remembering that God gave us this gift so that we can give it back to him on a daily basis, we as imperfect people, very imperfect people, have been given the gift of taking God's word and ushering the Holy Spirit into rooms and into cars and into sanctuaries all over the country and all over the world. There is no greater honor. Don't ever forget that. Remember your passion and what God has called you to do. Great words of wisdom from Maddie Mullins. Well, that wraps up today's edition of Between the Grooves. Thanks to Doe Jones for hanging with me. Remember, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That way you know as soon as new episodes drop. You can also comment and leave a rating. And don't forget to follow us on your socials at Between Grooves on Facebook and Twitter. Twitter.